Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me, Steve Classic. And Nikki. It's sad times uh, at Free Talk Live. However, the show must go on, and so we're here, and we are going to uh, make this thing go uh, and continue it on because uh, the idea of spreading the message of freedom doesn't stop at individuals named Ian and Arya. Uh, and in fact, I think that the continued persecution of freedom-oriented people doing freedom-oriented things, specifically uh, Bitcoin, blockchain-related stuff, I think... Oh, nice shirt, by the way. Thank both you. of you guys. I didn't yeah. get the memo. You oh, both yeah. wore Bitcoin We coordinated. Yeah, yeah. My shirt for, for people who can't see says, I accept Bitcoin, which is true. I do accept Bitcoin. I've accepted for it. For various I've services. Accepted Since it. I read the white paper. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I mean just accepted it well as accepted, it exists. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it exists. I accept, I accept that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so as the government continues doing bad things to otherwise peaceful people, like throwing them in cages and... Uh, storming their their home with a battering ram attached to a tank, right? As long as the government keeps doing stuff like that, it's only going to strengthen things like, well, Free Talk Live and uh, the the larger New Hampshire freedom movement, uh, the turnout. Again, I, I thanked everybody uh, every time I've been on the air since uh, the trial went down or the, the sentencing. Uh, I, everybody who showed up, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I know there were people who, who came and like left before it was even over it, but they came. They showed up. That's, yeah, it's important. You know? yeah. And... Uh, the participation was fantastic. We packed that courtroom with freedom-loving people. Except uh, me. That was not there. Well. <laughs> boo, boo. Shame. Uh, shame. Shame. Shame, yes. Uh, we'll, yes. We'll, we'll tax you later. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, well, I was working to get the taxes to pay for it. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, no. Good. You're, you're a busy dude. I, 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 know, I know what you got going on in your life. So, um, and But like uh, like Richie Rich hasn't shown up to any of them for either Arya or Ian. No, he, but, he was but there. He showed, well, he yeah, showed yeah. up at this last one. Oh, okay. oh because, I was about to say, I'm like, give the man credit. He was there. No, that's I what, I'm, that's what okay, I'm saying. I'm giving okay, him credit. Okay. I'm saying, but up until this one, he hadn't shown up for yeah. any. But he had been so compelled by the story and what the government's trying to do to railroad him and all that stuff. He's like, I got to show up. I yeah. got to at least show my face and right. let people know that, hey, you know, we may differ on this, that, or the other. You know, as libertarians do, they like to bicker about little things and like, oh, yeah. my philosophy is way more correct than yeah. your Whatever it is, right? right. Yeah, but yeah, like, no one hates libertarians more than libertarians. Right? <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless the government is persecuting a libertarian, and then they all come together and show up. Yes, Circle yeah. wagons, yeah. which is my point. That yes, everybody yes, came yes. together. Uh, Ian got a standing ovation. Yeah, absolutely. On his way into the courtroom, um, and after reading his uh, yeah, letter, his statement. His statement is available, the by the way. Yeah, his statement is available at, by way or by the way in both audio format as well as. Uh, written format over at freekeen.com. Uh, Mr. Penguin was kind enough to put that up. There's a there's a video uh, that I think, I know it's on Odyssey. It may even be published to YouTube on like his channel uh, where it's uh, some of the reaction coming out of court. And then it's, uh, I actually read Ian's statement, uh, recorded it here in the studio, and then just processed that Great. down and gave it to him. And he edited it into the video. So there's me reading Ian's statement to the court uh, with some video clips and stuff. And then it's the uh, last Monday's special edition of Free Talk Live. Cool. 
uh, followed by that. So um, it it looks like it's a three hour long video, and it is. Mm -hmm. But like, if you want to, you know, not watch that special edition of Free Talk Live, the rest of the video is only like fifteen minutes or something. Um, and then I believe Bonnie read it on the air. She did, yeah. Wednesday, and we kind of piece by piece, and you guys got yeah, we we commented a lot on it. Um, it actually took us like. Two hours to get yeah. through, pretty much. But we we had you know we had many comments on it. Well, the but... audio file alone, when I read it and recorded it, uh, ended up being twenty minutes long. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it was a long. I didn't realize how long it was when he was reading it in the courtroom. Yeah. I was just paying attention to what he was saying, going, "Yep, uh huh, mm-hmm. yep, yep, that's yeah. right. This is right. true. This is factual, right? You know that kind of a thing." And I think he did a much better job at sort of like wrapping up all of the inconsistencies. Well, they're his words right right but but he did a much better job in wrapping them all up for like the lay person to understand yeah absolutely right where he's like well you know the government said this and this is how i did this and this is why i was in this position and like you know uh, he did a real good job of sort of just vetting the whole case if you will uh whereas like i feel like his lawyers should have done that but um eh, but I think, well he put it in, in english not legalese that's and, true and that's what i was that's gonna true. say yeah. It. Yeah. i think it's hard especially being like a lay person so to speak sitting in the pews because we don't like being an attorney they have to say things in their weird legalese right like right. they can't just come out and say it like this is bs and, you know, this is why they can't really spell it out like that, like you would if you were a normal human being. Right. They have to speak court talk to the pro- like the prosecution and to the judge, especially. Mm. So they can't just like come out and say normal things. They have to be like super strategic. Yeah. In the and case then, of this versus this, we yeah, saw that then, the um, uh, defendant but like, what? I'm sure like certain things that Ian said, although like we really understood that. And, and I think. Maybe, like, as far as the jury was concerned, I think if Ian was able to read something like that to the jury, yeah, I think that would have been really powerful. Because at that point, you know, when the jury's, like, watching the proceedings, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're trying to decipher it, right? Like, they're looking at the evidence, but they're trying to decipher it. And I think if, like, a normal person just went up there and explained it to them, like, hey, this is what really happened. Right. They would have got it and maybe got the... uh, Right, like during the trial, I'm surprised that um, we didn't see uh, somebody, you know, a cryptocurrency expert. Last night, and forgive me because I did, you know, two different shows back to back. I don't recall which show we talked about this on, whether it was uh, Beard Talk Live or Free Talk Live. Perhaps both. Uh, Zero Hedge posted uh, a nice chart from uh, they sourced it i don't remember where the source is charts are always uh, great on the radio but yeah uh the u.s <laughs> debt uh, we covered this yesterday the total u.s debt is now over 33.442 trillion dollars trillion trillion with a t trillion and hit 33 trillion just two weeks ago and is on pace to rise by one trillion in one month how high can it go let's go to the tote board so, uh, and then Zero Hedge, uh, you know, prefaces this with the U.S. added, checks notes, $275 billion in debt in uh, a billion? one day. One day. One day. Now, is that debt or is that a check to debt. Zelensky? Well, like yeah, yeah. some percentage Probably of a little is, of both. is part of that. Yeah, okay. A little of right, both, right, yeah. Right. Okay. So, so we covered that last night. And, and of course, Peakless Mountaineers, you know, more of our economics guy. And so we got to have a nice chat about that. But- uh, what I didn't realize was uh, the day after that, so this was October 3rd when Zero Hedge published this information. The very next day, 
<laughs> so this would be October 4th. Uh, another day, another $33 billion in debt or $1.4 billion per hour. Wow, we should bring up oh the nationaldebtclock.com. Like, yeah, where do we, we start the show at? And where do we. Oh my, oh my God, yeah. $1.4 billion per hour. Wow. They didn't even allocate $1.4 billion to like Hawaii. I wonder uh, what right, their right. Uh, credit score is. Uh, they don't. I mean, it's it's been faltering actually. Like there is yeah. amongst uh, amongst countries uh, with the really with, with the central score? banks. There there's something I can't remember the name of it, but there is a way where they sort of rate each other. And there's these. Yeah. I think Moody's is one of them. Credit Karma. Uh, no, no, no. But it's, <laughs> it's their equivalent to that. It's just in the in the banking realm instead yeah. of in the personal finance realm. Uh, S and P is or one one of them. There's another one that does a standard. Oh, that is Standard and Poor's. That's the one I'm thinking about. So anyway. Uh, yeah, the the U.S. credit rating has has been has you know dropped a notch, whatever that is, whatever that means in state speak, right? Whatever dollar figure that might equate to them, yeah. uh, it has dropped. So, uh, of course, you know, there's not really going to be a slow decline here, in my opinion. I think when the dollar does collapse, it's going to be quick. yeah, it's going to crash. It's just going to be quick. And yeah, then, see, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's been collapsing. It's just, oh yeah, it's just. Well, yeah, it's lost ninety nine percent of its value uh, right. since we left the gold right, standard. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a glacial apocalypse. <laughs> it's what it, it is. It's just going to take forever. I don't think it's going to be like you wake up. Well, I don't know. Everyone says like, well, Thanksgiving weekend it'll be like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Banks are open on Monday, and then you get the blue money, which is only you know, worth one-tenth of what you have. Right. It's like your bus pass, like when you get on the city bus and they give you that little ticket, it's only good for like another hour or something it, right. to get on another bus. Well, again, that, that points to CBDCs with expiring money. Right, you know, yeah. Money yeah. with an expiration date. That's that's crazy. It is so crazy. Yeah. So just go to national, what is it, national debt clock, usdebtclock.org. Dot, dot org, right. <laughs> the numbers are just going by like, holy yeah. cow. Yeah. It's like And that's real time. It's real time. It's yeah. crazy. It's inconceivable. The amount inconceivable. of debt. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> yeah. The amount of debt the U.S. government is in is just like. So, yeah. $1.4 billion per hour. Wow! I like my brain can't. I can't even wrap my brain billion, around that. A billion is a million million. That's I can't a thousand even, million because that's what yes. it is, right? Like even one trillion. Like I'm thinking about one trillion dollars. I can't really even fathom a billion, right? You yeah, know? even a billion. Yeah, yeah. A thousand million. You know, so like, a million. Okay, I get. I but can like, grasp you know, a million. Yeah. I think past that, I'm like, I never have. A billion, I'm I never like, have grasped a million. I've never had that much cash in front of me at one time. Yeah. You've like never the, touched it. And the most it. cash, the most cash I've ever had sitting in front of me at one time was uh, twenty thousand dollars cash in cash. Wow. Yeah. This is Mr. David Ridley from oh. RidleyReport.com. Uh, gentlemen, ladies, and assorted malcontent. Hey. Assorted they are. How are things in Rainchester? <laughs> Rainchester. <laughs> Rainchester. <laughs> Is it raining? Is it raining? Raining more here than there? Oh, it's ridiculous! It's hard to it's tell. Ridiculous. But like this summer hasn't really been summer. It's just been no. rain the whole rain. time. Rainer. Anyway, you were calling in for a reason, David. I assume. <clears throat> no, I just calling to say hi. Oh, hey. What's <laughs> right, man? What's up? No, no, I do have. I do have. I had. Uh, you watching football not, today? Not, I don't have. <laughs> not. It's not news this time. I maybe I might think of it as insight with relation to something you guys reported on. A week or two ago, so okay. you you've been up. You I just listened to your update on what happened to Liberland. Yeah. 
So I don't um, know the outcome of that. All I know is that they they were basically raided by Croatia. Yeah. So back when this first started, I guess in 2014, I was a you know sometime co-host on Free Talk Live, and Indeed. I would uh, I mean it was maybe it was 2015, and uh, so I indicated that every time I heard some new abuse by the Croatian government in Liberland, I would uh, drag up uh, something from the Bosnian War that they did, like that everyone's forgotten, but I can remind people because I was there. Okay. So um, the. Um, the just I'm just trying to go in chronological order here. The crimes app happened in in you know at different times, and I'm just trying to remember trying to pick up where I left off and remind people one of the things that the Croatian government did that was uh, so despicable was the I mean it wasn't quite direct, uh, but it was destruction the destruction of a landmark known as the Starry Most. Okay, and this was the most famous. Uh, this was probably. I would guess it might have been the most famous landmark in all of Bosnia. I can't name one that was off the top of my head that was more revered. Uh, And it was an ancient bridge, um, uh, which the the uh, Croatian-backed, the Croatian-backed Croatian militias uh, shelled until it was destroyed uh, over a long period of time. And an American videographer captured it on video most of the process. Uh, on video, and uh, this led to uh, this led to a lot of media coverage. And there was a documentary um, that was shot in connection with this called "Death of a City." It was this is in the city of Mostar uh, in Cro- in Croatian-controlled, partially Croatian-controlled Herzegovina in Bosnia. It's very complicated. But anyway, the, you should just Google it sometime. Just Google "Death of a City." the best war documentary shot in the history of the known universe. Really? Okay. Uh, and it centers, it centers around this. I think, I believe, if I recall, it What's it called again? This, I think it was a Death of a City. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Bowen, he was a reporter for ITN. Uh, just a, a brilliant writer. Had this incredible Orwellian, uh, or, you know, he was, a, like, he was a lot like George Orwell. He had, the, you know, this real sense of understatement and, uh, just an incredible broadcast writing style. So you just, you got to see this thing. Um, and it should be still on YouTube. It was when I looked for it a few years ago, but and that's just, you know, that's one of the many crimes committed by the Croatian government. Um, uh, and uh, every time they do something to the liberal land, I'll resurrect one of these things. If I, if I know, if I find yeah. out. about it. Let's go to Gigi in South Carolina. All right. Good evening, everyone. Nice to hear all of you once again. I am very pleased that the gentleman prior to me, I believe his name is David Ripley. Ridley. Ridley. Ridley, I beg your pardon. I like what he made mention of as a passionate former professor of international relations and history. I agree with what he said about Croatia. Mm -hmm. Bombing, bombing, bombing the famous medieval bridge in Bosnia-Herzegovina, I believe, and I ask that please be cooperative with my pronunciation, I believe the name of the 13th century bridge is called the Mostavar Bridge. Mostavar. I hope I'm pronouncing it properly. Yeah, I'm guessing so. It was a brutal destruction, and it is a famous landmark in the Balkans. Indeed it is. 
And the other is thing or was, I'd like, pardon? Is or well, was? Parts they... of it are still there. Okay. Um, the other thing I'd like to bring up, it concerns me very much, and I always enjoy listening to when the major calls because he's passionate about history, mm-hmm. as Robert is from Charleston, my city. Mm-hmm. I would like to know, as well as for our listeners out there, because we have talked quite often about Palestine being militarily and economically occupied Mm -hmm. by the Israeli authorities. And yet what happened Saturday in Israel is very unsettling to me. And I feel it's going to broaden into southern Lebanon. And I just have a gloom and doom feeling. And I'd like to hear from other listeners and contributors their opinions, whether they are Israelis, Americans, Jewish, Catholic, Christian, atheist, Muslim, I don't, or Palestinian, I, or Arab, I don't care the background, the heritage. I want to hear other people's opinions because that's what's important, and that is always reinforced in this wonderful program. Well, and, and we appreciate your words, too. Um, can you, for the listeners, give a summary? Now, I ask this uh, for personal reasons as well. Uh, I've only seen headlines. and uh, like It's very bad, Captain. Yeah, I, what, I, what I know is happening is, well, more people are dying, right? Yeah, uh, I heard the death oh, toll skyrocketed. Over 700 Israelis are dead. But you know what? We are going to hear in the near future of Palestinian deaths and casualties, especially amongst Palestinian civilians, that is equally sickening. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and dangerous. It's only going to escalate. I just thought to myself, "Oh, the S is popping off and over there again." Right, you know, that's exactly correct. And personally, I feel that it's a tit for tat. And I look just like what. What's the gentleman's name? Wrigley? Ridley? Ridley, yes. Dave Ridley. Mr. Ridley pointed out, and correctly so, history. There's always a paper trail. Look at the raid on Entebbe. Look at the Munich uh, Olympics. uh, Olympics with the Israeli athletes. Look at hijackings. And this, in my opinion... And I'm not saying it's wrong or right. It's just an observation on my behalf. This infiltration on many fronts into Israel was brilliant on the part of Hamas because Israeli intelligence had their pants down to their ankles and it's payback for 56 years of being militarily and economically occupied by a foreign entity. However, on the other side of the argument, we are still hearing about the horrible, horrible things happening to Israeli civilians. This is what is bad, and it's only going to get worse. And it's going to happen when Israel goes in and bombards the hell out of Gaza, because you know that's coming. 
So, uh, Gigi, you said that the that the Israeli um, intelligence were were caught with their pants down. Is it the same? Oh, you ty- bet, down to their toes. Right, but is it is, is it the same way that our military intelligence was caught with our pants down on September 11th? Oh, I love the way you think. Yes, sir. I could reach through the phone and kiss your cheek. Oh, now I'm jealous. Well, well, hold on. Uh, hit, right. hit the captain, the captain first. Knows I have a crush on him. <laughs> I tell my husband all the time, if we weren't married. (laughs) Let's go to, uh, this is Matt calling from Washington. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I'm calling because, well, I was originally calling about something called digital auditory feedback. I'll get to that in a second. Um, But Gigi uh, mentioned uh, Israel, and it's shocking that, I mean, this place's land has been fought over for thousands of years, and somehow it's <laughs> right. news. Right. Um, so it, it's shocking that people there hate each other, and they're going to fight over it. Um, and yet that's something that we should be considered uh, thinking about all the way over here. Um, but so are you Are you guys – is anyone familiar with delayed auditory feedback? Delay auditory feedback? I mean, that sounds like something bad happened when I'm running live sound or I'm in the recording <laughs> studio. Yeah, isn't that the noise the guitar makes when you, you know? What is it called? Yeah. Bad delayed audio delayed feedback? Delayed auditory feedback. Auditory. auditory. So what it is is that you basically record someone speaking and then you play it back to them. And having had it happen to me, it makes you, like, it literally shuts down your ability to talk. It's the weirdest thing. Really? Um, basically, you pipe in everything at about a half-second delay. Oh, yes, I know what you're talking about. stop you from talking. Yeah, it's, it's super it's annoying, the, yeah. It's like talking on a, uh, on a satellite phone you, or something like that? Where you no, hear yourself no, so coming back? It, normally, it's like if you have a microphone oh, in front of you. Yeah, we know this talking, as... Uh, they feed you back on the speaker. Uh, hang on, Matt. Uh, Steve and I know this from the audio engineering world. It's latency. Latency, yeah. right? This is the effect that latency has. So, for example, Matt, uh, I'm plugging my guitar into uh, a USB device that's connected to my laptop, so I can record the sound of my guitar on my computer. Uh, what happens is that not all computers are configured appropriately to deliver you the sound in real time. So, when you strum the guitar, you hear the sound. A half second later, and that sounds like what you're describing, right? Yeah, it's so it's that sound, but when it's your voice, it will literally stop you from talking. It's the weirdest thing ever. So if yeah. you have your voice, it's that same thing. Yep. Like you'll hear it, and then it will it will either stop you from talking or make you sound. Uh, can I use the R word? Well, we'll have to put it on the captain's microphone. I don't know. Actually. Uh, I <laughs> think you can use the R word, but just saying the R word is fine. Uh, yeah, this actually it, happens. It, it makes you sound like a retard. When, like so, like <laughs> you start. So actually, I was trying to remember. Like um, this. So I was trying to remember when yeah, this has happened 100%. to me before, and it was when um, my sister's phone used to do this to me all the time. So I'd call her. And exactly what he's describing, like I would say something, I would say something. You know what I mean? Like it would just echo back to me. And it was so annoying and so frustrating. I'm like, I have to hang up because I I can't even get a thought across because it's so distracting to have your words parroted back to you like immediately. Yeah. Um, And it was like that. I'd I'd be like, I'll I'll text you because this isn't working out for me. Imagine if if it worked like that on text. Like I can't can't stop. stop. Uh, What Matt is describing, digital auditory (laughs) feedback happens here on the show 
when somebody has their radio yeah, on there's the delay. Uh, and then we take their call, they're listening for themselves back over the radio, which, of course, we have a what's called seven a seven-second second delay. It's give or take. It's but usually that's around technically five. a different phenomenon, though, right? Well, what it does is it, like, we'll hear feedback, but if, if the radio is down low enough that, like, we can't hear it here, but it's still on in the caller's background, the caller will start <laughs> talking like... Oh. This because really? because they're like, waiting seems... for their own voice to come back through oh. their stereo speakers say, instead of through their phone. It seems like when people call like that and it's echoing the background, they act like they can't even hear it, like they don't even notice it, and it sounds like so annoying to us and probably all of the listeners. It's because but... of all the processing. And I think we'll have to do this know, during yeah. the break. We'll have to set up the microphones like that. So we yeah, just no, stop I don't talking. Create and see this. what happens. I don't no, want to create no. this. No, oh, okay. that's free. No. Free delayed talk. Live. Look, listen, <laughs> delayed. I, I can't Late believe that life. I'm telling you this, but as a as an audio engineer, anything that ends in the word feedback generally bad. It's bad, bad, bad. Yeah. But so you know, bad, like bad, bad, that was bad. like punk rock, you know? Then yeah. If a guitar's doing it on purpose, that's one thing, but you don't want to have feedback happen in a closed audio system I mean, at all. Because that means your ears are about to get shot. The Grateful Dead had a song called Feedback. And it was just feedback. Oh, feedback. They were like probably the first people to like use that. I think I just lost like five points of respect for the Grateful Dead. This unscreened caller, what's your name, please? You are live on the radio. Yeah, I've been listening intently. My name is Alex, calling from Philadelphia. Hey, Alex, thanks for listening. Are you listening on the radio or online? Yeah, no, I found it on seven forty a.m. out of, um, I guess, Chester, Pennsylvania. Okay, great. Your, your phone sounds fantastic, by the way. Yeah, it's, it you sure know, does. It's weird. It's, uh, it's still a landline, and my all my old phones died. And I bought these phones on Esty. Yep. And uh, Etsy, and um, everybody says how good the quality is, and I thought. I thought all phones were the same, but people... No, not all phones are created equal. I'm surprised you got a good one on Etsy or one at all. It doesn't seem like something you'd buy on Etsy. I bought two landline phones. You can't find them anywhere. I even went to Walmart, Lowe's, everything. No, I bought them. They were, um, I think they were $39 each, which is high for a a plug-in phone. Sure. But um, I'm, everybody says how good they sound. So finally, I found something that works because... I can't always say that I, you know, I go out to buy an air conditioner. It doesn't cool the room. That's just right, the story yeah, of my life. Yeah. Um, regarding the Israel thing, um, there's I've heard a lot of uh, I'm not saying untruths or but mischaracterizations of what's going on because, for instance, to say that people have been fighting in Israel for thousands of years or what is Israel, it's not true. It's a matter of fact that um, Mark Twain went to the Holy Land in the 1800s because he was wondering what it, why no one had ever been there. He, no matter who he asked, no one had been there. And they, well, what's going on there? So he actually put together a group of people who traveled in the 1800s to Israel. This was before the Civil War. Okay. And they got there by boat, by camel. I mean, you can't believe what they went through. And when And he wrote, the reason he went there was... He wrote articles sending them back, uh, what his writings back to newspapers here. They were paying him for the trip because they wanted to know the state of the Holy Land in the 1800s. He said it was a forgotten dust bowl of a place with a bunch of expelled criminals from, from Jordan, and you had to be careful that you didn't get your throat cut. <laughs> and um, he said it was a place where 
it had been forgotten and all the holy sites had been just left abandoned. He said it was unbelievable. He was so shocked about it. And he did raise some very a lot of interest in America over this. So that was Mark Twain, otherwise known as Samuel Clements. Sure. And that's documented. As far as what's going on now, here's my take on it. Uh, because you guys are musicians, and I'm a musician, a lot of people think, well, if you're, not mu if you're a musician, you don't crack open the Bible every now and then and read prophecy. <laughs> but I'm one who I like to, I I'm all-inclusive, and I will crack open the Bible, and I'll read prophecy. Mm -hmm. And exactly in Ezekiel 38, it speaks about the, um, the, the war of Ezekiel 38, the end-time war. Now, everybody always wondered, as I'm 71, when is this war going to take place? It's going to take place in the end of times. Apparently, it's called the end time war. Right. What happens in, in Ezekiel 38 is something triggers a war that basically creates almost a mini world war, where um, the, the armies of Turkey come running down through the north, and Russia gets involved in it. Iran's involved. It's, they don't call him by that name. It's Rosh, Tubal, so forth and so on. Sure, yeah, it's the, the historic names. what ends up happening in this war is Israel is victorious because it says, I am the Lord thy God. I have set thyself thy seed in the land, and it will not be removed. You will all, the, and what he's saying is, the, is the, the Israel, as we know it, will not vanish and will not be relinquished because... It says, I am the Lord thy God, and thy anger is great. He is watching what's going on now, and anybody who is afraid, don't be afraid. But I will tell you this, and I can tell you this from at the bottom of my heart, because I believe it, and I believe Scripture. Mm -hmm. And that is that it's going to be a, it's going to be a long, drawn-out battle with many armies coming in. Mm -hmm. Don't be frightened, because what ends up happening is you're going to see the end of it, with Israel victorious. And not only that, expanding their territory beyond Jordan and Syria. And uh, you know who, who you know the, the great prophet um, that, um, that lived in the 1800s in America? His name was, I'm um, trying to remember now, um, uh, uh, Gatley or something. He oh, said that he Gatto saw in his dream the map, the, a future map of Israel. It's going to be huge. Yeah. It's going to take be go beyond Lebanon. It's going to go into Jordan. The, well, the, the I, point I'm trying to make, and let me just wrap it up and I'll let you go. The point I'm trying to make is we are not to fear wars and rumors of wars in the end times. Our Father in Heaven tells us that he's watching everything and he's in control, and he's going to eventually work this whole thing out. We have to put our faith in God. This unscreened caller... You're on wow, free talk. you picked me up for the second time. Oh, well, yeah. Is uh, What was your name? My name's Dave. Dave? South Carolina. All right. Love Gigi. <laughs> He's, like, brilliant. She's pretty uh, good. But I, 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 I miss Richie Rich this week. Uh, but um, I, wanted, I wanted to bring one thing to your attention. Sure. When, when you look at the, um, when you look at the Mason sign, the signature of the Mason with the I in it. Mm -hmm. Star David. It is AI. <gasps> oh, no. The Masons well, are I'm artificial saying... intelligence? Well, yeah. Well, but, but you know what? 350 or 400 years of running this 
world, they are stepped up to it. And I just think it's information that that nobody's ever thought of. And it actually just came to me yesterday night through a suggestion in my brain. Mm-hmm. I uh, I live in Charleston, South Carolina. I live in the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been pretty much homeless for 12 years, freedom fighter. I found your program six months ago, and I'm hooked every Sunday night. Well, thank and, you. And uh, I, I think that you are doing great work. Well, thank uh, you so much for the call, and we appreciate you listening. Well, we, there's not many people that understand what we're talking about. That is so true. Nice day. When, once I found you, I'm like, holy Hoochie mm-hmm. mama. <laughs> Whoa. I can't mama. say the bad word, you know, on your 10-second delay, which I just figured out with the radio today because I'm a first-time caller. But uh, nice. uh, you have some br- you have some brilliant callers on this week. Some weeks, man, I love how you battle the stupid. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I mean, literally, you. And I'm like, what the, what the hoochie mama are these people? <laughs> talking to these people for to get through this, but it was only a greater understanding for me. And let me tell you, man, look at the Mason side that I'm in Mount Pleasant. So are you talking about the G South Carolina? Say that again. The, the Mason sign. Are you talking about the G with like the The square and compass? Yeah, but it's got an a over it. Where is it? The compass being the a, But what, where's the eye? Yeah, is the eye the G? And then there's an eye in it. Oh, you mean the all-seeing eye with the triangle? Yes. That's the dollar yes, bill. It's almost the same as the pyramid. Oh, the eye of uh, what it, one what dollar it bill. Right. As, as, the Illuminati. Yeah. 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 The yeah. And the CBS, so, CBS Sports. You know, like yeah. Beyonce. The Tom Cruise's of it all. Yeah, exactly. And, and the, the new Scientologists. Yeah. And the Cyclopians. Yeah, we're going to get past that and realize that we are in a setup. And and, and, and uh, the captain here knows because he's pretty much, it sounds like a computer genius. Uh, uh, you know, I still have a flip phone. I'm talking to you on a face phone, which I'm about ready to get rid of all of my phones. Yep. I don't blame you, man. And as being on the, being on the streets for nine years and then living in a wood pile. And the the richest city in Charleston now, Mount okay. Pleasant. Mount. Some people call it Mount Please Me. Some people call it Mount Plastic. <laughs> it's it, it just it, it's an unbelievable sight. And when you, I'm 57 now, hey, I'm, I'm 57. from the north. <laughs> but he said he was uh, 71. Well, uh, no. young 57. <laughs> Hey, if you're living on a wood pile, though, when they outlaw diesel and propane and gasoline, you'll be a rich man. Yeah, I don't have I don't have far to fall, brother. You see what I mean? I, I love. I it, mean, man. people people want to consider that 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 they they have to get to the next thing, but I just I sit and wait, and it comes to me. The land will feed you. Yes. And when I heard you say about four weeks ago that you can buy 30 acres in New Hampshire for a hundred grand, I'm like, uh, I'm, uh, I played. The... I don't know if that's true. Northern New Hampshire, yeah, Canada. It's expensive uh, well, I would out here. Take a piece of that land from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I take a piece of that land for that kind of money, and you know what? I put a log cabin on it, live like Grizzly Adams. 
There you go. If you can find a, if you can find a contractor in New Hampshire to build a log cabin, you let me know. Dana in Michigan. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Captain. Um, before the break, there was a guy that called. His name was Tim. I just love when people call your show. And <laughs> they remind us of, you know where I'm going, they remind us of history and completely misquote it. Tim said, before people take Israel's side, they should remember some of the oldest people in Palestine were Palestinian Christians. That is factually incorrect. The oldest people in what is now known as Palestine were Arabs. They were all over the place because supposedly, you know, um, the Garden of Eden, blah, 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 the Fertile Crescent, and we go moving forward, and there's all these Arab peoples. So since Christianity predates Islam by almost five centuries, because Muhammad wasn't even born until 470, so almost 500 years after Christ's death, mm-hmm. um, and by the way, Muhammad was a failed used car salesman. He tried everything until 40, 42 years old, and then he decided to become what is now known as a a televangelist, so to speak, back in the day. And um, so this was going along real good. And if you know anything about the Quran, the first half was really, um, you know, not too bad. He was trying to teach people how to live. The last half, he's crazy. He raped little kids and women. He cut off heads of men. This is an evil, evil person. This is a man-made religion. There is no Allah. It is not divine. So I mean, you could say the same thing about Christianity, though. The God that everybody's worshiping from Christianity that was, like, murdering entire groups of people. and God did that in the Old Testament. Until Jesus Christ came, and that is the reason that Christ is such a huge historic thing. Because because he convinced God to be better? That doesn't even logically make sense. Okay, let me finish. So in the beginning, if you sinned, God could smite you right there in your tracks. And this was all part of the plan. So, So Jesus Christ came... And he gave us grace. So we have our entire lives to turn our lives over to God. This is just, I'm I'm saying this not from a religious standpoint, but more historical. So even atheists who have tried to disprove God have uh, proven that there was actually a historical figure named Jesus. Now, this historical figure talked often about his father as well as the Holy Spirit. So we know there's a trinity. If the historical figure has been already proven by many scientists and non-believers, straight-out atheists, then we know he exists. If this historical figure talked about, you know, a father and a spirit, Mm -hmm. then that proves the trinity. So that being said, trust the science. um, The whole purpose of God's birth, or Jesus's birth, was so that uh, the father would give us grace, so that we weren't smited. Right, and that Um, was why he was... um... 
Like that's why he was sacrificed on the cross, right? Is that what the belief is? Exactly. He died for our, you got it. He died for our sins. So if you can't wrap your head around, you know, the Old Testament, and a lot of people can't, there are some things that are just a mystery. We will have pure knowledge when we get our life review when we die. So this from MSN.com via the New York Post, supposedly. Woman's box of giraffe poop that she was planning on making into a necklace seized at the Minneapolis airport. Seized? So, first of all, how big is that box, right? I mean, Uh, how big is that necklace going to (laughs) be? What kind of a neck does she have that she's going to make? Giraffe poop. Uh, This story is just... It's a number two story. It's our number two story tonight. A woman was stopped by Customs and Border Patrol officers at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport last week after she was found with giraffe poop that she planned to make into a necklace, officials said. Gross. Oh, what an interesting necklace. What is that? Is that your perfume? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Do you have perfume on? No, that's... (laughs) It's my necklace. The uh, the droppings, that's what the article says. <laughs> the droppings. The droppings were seized by border officials on September 29th. <laughs> Thank God. That's like uh, yeah. probably the only good thing yeah, they've exactly. ever done. <laughs> Maybe everyone should do this. Just go to customs. <laughs> like, here, you can have my bag of crap. TSA is going to those charts up. Like, terrorists stopped. Zero. Uh, yeah. Giraffe poop found. One. 500 right. million tons of giraffe poop. <laughs> The droppings were seized by border officials September 29th after a woman returning from Kenya declared the animal feces, prompting oh. an inspection. Well, what? You, 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 don't, you, you don't say anything about anything. Uh, have anything to declare? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, I declare this. A I don't answer questions. Radio show. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so prompting, prompting an inspection by CBP agriculture specialists. So Customs and Border Patrol has agriculture specialists, really? just in case you didn't know. The yeah, pass- just in case. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got some rogue agriculture <laughs> trying to cross the border. Can I see your passport? Uh, yeah. You look like a corn stalk to me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the enforcement agency. The passenger had stated that she obtained the droppings while on her trip and intended to make a necklace. Why? <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Man, if somebody gave me a chunk of giraffe poop and we're like, I'm only going to give this to you if you make something out of it, right? I'd be like, okay. I Would you be like, okay? I wouldn't think necklace. I think right? compost pile, maybe. Compost, yeah, right? <laughs> throw it in the compost. I mean, depending, yeah, throw it in the garden. real like, giraffe I compost. I don't have yeah. any sort of a grip on like how big giraffe poop actually is. I'm assuming it's pretty big. Was I, this like I mean, a pile or was it just like one you know, thing? I, I would assume it would be like know? horse poop where it's like kind of like a... Were there mushrooms growing yeah. in it? You know, these, these yeah, are the questions I, I have. Well, so there depending, could be seeds or like you know flowers or something. In, like depending on the like, I might make like a fossil. <laughs> I might just go. In I might just go old school and make like an ashtray out of it. Oh God! You know, because that's what you did in art class, right? Yeah, well, whatever it was, you made an ashtray. Yeah. Right? you know, uh, you could make a you could make a peace pipe out of it. You could also <laughs> just not. <laughs> You could also just not do any of these things and leave it on the ground. You could you could make uh, drink coasters so you don't get rings on your end table and your coffee table. 
there are a number of you're things. Like listing like Mother's Day gifts that you make when you're in like <laughs> kindergarten. I would just bring it back and just give it to the TSA as a gift. That would be, <laughs> right. Here you go. Maybe it's that for was, you. So that was the real intention. That's why she declared maybe. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, put this around your neck. Yeah. <laughs> Call the agriculture enforcement guys over too. They'll love it. Uh, she told the officers that she had previously used moose poop to make jewelry at her home in Iowa. Yeah, this is totally something somebody uh, from Iowa would do. Moose? They have moose in <laughs> Iowa? Corn. Yeah, well, no. Um, what did they say? One of I was friends with a girl that moved here from Iowa, and she made a joke about idiots outside wandering around that's what iowa stands for i did not know it was an acronym no i just it always makes me that's giggle. great I, and I've, she was a great lady too she was such a fun time obviously if she's cracking I've great some, jokes like that i have some friends from iowa and i'll, I'll have to check yeah, and see if right? they've ever heard that yeah idiots I mean, outside have, walking yeah. around. it's funny that's awesome uh so yeah she once made uh or used moose for the same sort of thing the giraffe poop was taken and quote destroyed unquote <laughs> it's flushed i hope they composted uh, yeah. it they come do? on the environment so like there's a lot of slang around that word like yeah man i really i got with her just destroyed her right you know yeah, what i mean yeah, there's yeah. like that kind of destroyed or there's like a pointed laser at it vaporized man it's destroyed <laughs> yeah. right like she told or like when the cops like confiscate weed and they're like we destroyed it yeah, yeah. That's, this is room. in quotes it means they sold it so in the article the word destroyed is in quotes the oh. giraffe poop was taken and destroyed <laughs> quote unquote <laughs> oh my gosh. by steam sterilization what per usda protocol officials it, do they have a protocol over this like i'm so confused oh Just they have a picture of it poop. oh the necklace uh, Does this happen a necklace? lot? Like, all right, hang on, hang on. Uh, there's a real danger with bringing fecal matter into the U.S. Said Lafonda Sutton Burke. Sorry, Lafonda D. Sutton Dash Burke, CPB what? Director, Field Operations, Chicago Field Office. Oh, if this person had entered the U.S. and had not declared these items, there's a high possibility a person could have contracted a disease from this jewelry and developed serious health issues. She said in the statement. The cerveza sickness. Never mind that. You know, all the humans traveling in airplanes uh, do have feces inside of them. <laughs> from, and, and they're eating the food from the country they came from. Right. Yeah. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I just want to bring up that I got that voter um, voter information um, letter, and it looked like a little junk mail, but I did open it, and so I got all my polling locations, but... They had that old phone number that they had for 60 years, mm-hmm. and they, they did not write the catchy one, the 243 vote, the 243-8683, the one that you could memorize. Okay. And I think if they, they omitted it on purpose because uh, they want you to forget the phone number, right? God forget, if you, if you remember the phone number, you might actually come out and vote, you know? <laughs> Well, why do you why do you need to call the phone to vote? I don't think the phone number has any bearing in the number of votes received. But go on. So the thing is that the phone number actually worked. I did call the two four three vote number, and it was still it routed to the other phone number. They had two different phone numbers that route to it. To the same they place. Didn't okay. list, list it. So in other words, once they give the phone number, they have to make it valid. They just don't have to print it. And it's just like, it's a little uh, thing about a voter suppression. It's like, oh, yeah, we want you to vote. But they yeah. make little things like that. It's like a trick, though. 
I, you don't know. And I, I work in tele or I worked in telephony. This means telephones, telephone numbers, and uh, routing of calls, and you know, voice over IP stuff like that. Um, as the technology evolved from analog into digital technology, a shuffling of phone numbers had to occur. And so it sounds like what they've done is they've consolidated. So they had, you know, a previously published number uh, that is still valid. They've simply call forwarded that to the current number because they probably changed providers, uh, something along those lines. They now have a VoIP provider instead of a telephone company. Uh, and th- that's usually how these things occur with large organizations. Now, that's not to say that it's not possible that, you know, what you're saying is a conspiracy theory, you know, isn't true, but I, I highly doubt it. Well, um, no, but I believe it. It's not a, like the phone tell the things that our Magatulu solver, she was a Democratic Secretary of State, so she came up with a number, so it's a, uh, Everybody could remember, but they just don't print it. So th- that defeats the purpose that I tested the number to see if it, so it works. Well, it's a subtle form of uh, voter suppression. Same thing with that card. They're hoping that it's so thin and flimsy. They think that you're um, like a car, um, insurance junk mail, hoping that you'll throw it away. And I've talked to a lot of people that have thrown away. They're, they have told me what voter well, information. I mean, Can yeah. You just if, look it up on the internet. If, if, right. And that's the other thing I was going to say. So uh, first of all, uh, anything I get from the government, I generally throw Trash. away. Yeah, yeah it's, it goes into the. I uh, burn it without a permit. The, the cir- <laughs> Take that circular file, right? Uh, however, okay. and 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 it also, if it looks like trash, I generally throw it away. But also, uh, Nikki is onto something, Sarah. And I know you're a bit older, but uh, the internet has basically replaced phones now, right? There's only. I can't tell you how little phone calling I do today compared to 10 years ago and then how little I did 10 years ago compared to 10 years before that. Even receiving stuff in the mail, um, I would say like 98% of the stuff I'm receiving in the mail is all like junk mail. Yep. Yeah. And if you're buying anything from an online retailer, let's just say Amazon, Mm -hmm. call customer service. There is no customer service. You got to email. When they announce it. So they announced the election information that all they have is the uh, barcode.gov slash elections. That's it. They, they're hoping that you only, if you only got a phone, they don't want you to vote. So you're going to probably vote for welfare and EBT and Medicaid. Yeah, I don't know about so, any of that. I don't vote because it's wrong to force your opinions on other people, and that's what you do when you vote. If you vote, you're just saying that I want this guy to force what uh, are his opinions uh, and, and vicariously yours by voting for him onto a subset of other people. Uh, that's what you're doing. And it's okay. always wrong to force your opinions on another individual. Okay, well, you're a good night. Steve here. Let's say we know he's yes, a noble Captain. dude. He's a noble guy. Yeah. He's a peaceful man. Yep. He's a nonviolent man. Upstanding uh, individual. He has good intentions. Uh, he's running for mayor. Right? No, no, okay. I'm, I'm running for dog catcher. Okay, he's running a liber- for- libertarian dog catcher. He's like the dog didn't want to go back home, so I let the dog go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's running for some office, yeah. right? Now, in order to compete against whoever he's running with, right, he has to stay sort of step in step with the other person yeah. as the competition. Yes. Now, let's say I vote for Steve because I know he's going to get into office and do the exact right thing. Yep. Now that's my opinion, right? So he gets into office and he does, according to me, the exact right thing. Right, he's still forcing that opinion on people who disagree with him. Didn't yes. vote for me. 
Yeah. Who didn't vote so for So the you. liberals don't like what Steve has right. to say. Now, because, now let's go the, you know, the other way. Let's. Uh, I know an evil person who's a top-notch liar, right? He's the most dishonest corrupt. person, right? Uh, and so uh, I vote for him, right? Uh, now that person's going to get into office and do all of the evil things that the office will allow him to do, and he's going to force that onto a subset of people who did not vote right, for him. Be trampling on my rights. Right. So, like... If you want a leader, go ahead and find one and follow them if if that's what you feel is best for you, but you have no right to force that leader upon me. Yeah. I agree with that. Um and I'm also I'm so disillusioned by the system oh, that yeah. I don't even want to participate anymore. And you know what? I really like I appreciate the people who are like a lot of free staters and libertarians and like a freedom oriented people. Like even, you know, some of the the people I know who are like conservatives that yeah. I might not agree with on everything that are still like for health, freedom and things that I think are important. You know, kudos to them for like running and doing all of the circus dance thing, because I do believe they have good intentions and they're genuinely trying to make this state a better place. I appreciate them. Um. Agreed, I, yes. And you, so somebody the other day was like, Nikki, you have to uh, run for office. I'm like, hell no. Uh, so it's many just, people have been like, not, Captain, when are you going to run? No, like, never. Nope, I'm running because away. Because I, I can't do it. I can't play the song and dance. And I just want to be left alone. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I come on the radio. I like to say my piece. I have a lot of fun, you know, laughing and joking around in this show. Sometimes we get heavy and serious. Uh, but I just don't want to participate anymore. You know, I do everything I can um, to kind of keep keep the bureaucrats out of my business, so yep. to speak. You know, like I, I kind of toe the line enough just to not be bothered. And I'm at the point where I just want to, like, ra- you know, raise some chickens, plant my garden, and just live in peace. Move to the woods. As, yep. Absolutely. As far outside of the system as I want. I don't want anything to do with politics. I don't want to vote. I don't want to run. I don't even want to talk about it half the time. I just don't care. I want to live my life in peace and harmony with my family and with my friends and forget that the state exists. And knowing that um, uh, politics and the state is violence, right? Because that's the only tool the state has. The only tool government has is violence or the threat of it, coercion, if you will. Yeah. Every time I even see like political signs pop up, right? Like it's voting season again, yeah. right? You know, unless it's a joke, I don't want to see it. You know? Right? I see <laughs> these things. And I'm like, oh, the only I I have seen a sign around here in Keene on my way to and from the studio whenever I come down here. It's Khan K A H N somebody oh, named Khan, yeah. and every time Khan. I go Khan from Star Wars, he's got a Khan yeah. again. Star no. Trek. One of those nerds. Nerds are giving nerds. me crap oh, I thought now. He's, like, he's got a con everyone. It's, yeah, don't, like a don't con get conned. Yeah. Don't get conned. That's what I thought. Of don't first. get conned by Khan. <laughs> no, I just think of uh, Ricardo Montalban. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as Khan in right. Star Trek Two, was it the movie? Oh. Yeah. Anyway, Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. Yes. Anyway, Khan. Yes. Khan man. So, um. Uh, because it's all violence, when I see these political signs now, I don't see somebody like running and trying to change the system. I see violence. I see, yeah. uh, elect me for your you know torturer. More, yeah, so, more police. We need more police. Yeah. But, but what do you think the solution is? So if if the if this is the the political system we have, right? Like this is what we have. Um, you can vote, and that's something you can do. What do you think people should do instead? Well, so. You've talked about our friends that uh, do run, 
right? Yeah. Libertarians who are trying to take seats and, you know, reduce taxation and, you and know. And they're doing stuff. Uh, like, I want to be clear. They're getting stuff done. It, entering bills that are just ridiculous and, yeah. like, but awesome at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I applaud all of these people and I support you in doing these things because the one use that I find for running for office is for spreading the message of freedom. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.